From the shadow of Rockford Tower, behind enemy lines in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast, this is Rob in Bunker Studio, bringing you a very special episode of the Highlands Bunker Podcast. Uh, Bill Martin is here with me, the Delaware Call legal correspondent, um, and we're going to talk to you about day one of the state of Delaware versus Kathleen McGinnis trial that we attended this morning at the courthouse. Uh, you'll be hearing this probably uh, on Wednesday, June 1st. Uh, so we'll just, uh, we'll dive right into it and sort of, uh, give you our impressions and also, uh, sort of update you on, uh, what looks like a pretty, pretty wild turn of events. I don't think anybody was expecting, uh, Bill, what's going on, man? GE Roberts, uh, and for the people, <laughs> people at home, GE stands for good evening. So, uh, <laughs> man, it's been a long day. Yeah, uh, it has been. And, uh, I'm, I'm eager to get into it. Cool. So, um... So, yeah, I mean, as, as people who have been following sort of, you know, uh, the, the podcast and following us on social media and, and all of that, you guys know that, you know, we wanted to cover this trial. Just, um, you know, obviously we wanted to have a lot of fun with it and do something different. Uh, we wanted to, like, have a tie-in with, like, all of our gossip and all the shit that we do. But also I think it's really going to uh, have a little window into the Delaware way that people can kind of get behind. Um, so we turn up at the court at, uh, at 8.30 this morning. Uh, as we stroll in, there's a press gaggle already set up right there in the patio on King Street. Uh, we see uh, the News Journal's own uh, Lex Wilson. And, uh, and we knew it was like, uh, I don't know, I started getting, uh, I started getting excited going in uh, because there was a line. We got there right in the morning. Uh, you know, we got to go through like the media side, which was pretty dope. Um, yeah, what were you thinking when we were, when we were wandering up? Uh, it was, you know, I was, uh, I was anxious and I told you last night was tough getting to sleep. It was kind of like, uh, you know, the eve of, of, of a holiday as a kid. And, uh, yeah, let's talk drip for a second. I mean, I was just happy that I, I got through with my press pass, not in a lanyard, but, uh, you know, you, you dressed appropriately for a 95 degree day. So do you want to just, you know, uh, tell the folks what you were what what the drip was. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I I have to give it up for uh, James Johnson calling it the journalism drip. So you know it's ninety five degrees. <clears throat> I'm going. I'm sort of doing an interpretation of like Tom Wolf. Uh, so I have uh, seersucker slacks, uh, like a trousers, like nice trousers, flat front seersucker trousers. I have a linen shirt, mint in color. Uh, it was made to my measurements expressly for Wright and Simon, Wilmington, Delaware. I highly recommend people go over and visit Len Wright, or Len Simon, excuse me, uh, if you want a nice, uh, nice tailored shirt. Had a white belt. I had uh, beautiful uh, green suede wingtips. I, I shit you not. I had a hat from uh, Gorn Brothers. Uh, beautiful blue band and a, a, a green uh, linen hat. Um, so yeah, I was ready. I felt like I wanted to feel like um, like H. L. Mencken covering the Scopes Monkey Trial. And I think I, I accomplished that. I felt good about it. Yeah. And I think we, with swagger and confidence after I missed the door, but we walked into the media room with that swagger and confidence. We, uh, you know, we got to see the Bloomberg terminal uh, up close yes. and personal again for yes. the second time. And, uh, you know, I was glad we got there early because, uh, you know, we got some of the best seats in the house. Yeah. So uh, it was cool because the, the second row 
on both sides was reserved for media. And, um, of course, Team Team Kathy uh, had to sit behind us and kept complaining that they couldn't see through us, which I don't know what we were supposed to do, but that was kind of a funny thing. The first thing I want to touch on, because we're sitting outside of the courthouse, and if anybody's ever been there, it's just a big, long hallway with benches and stuff. And we're speaking to Lex Wilson of the News Journal. We're speaking to Chris Barish of, uh, of uh, NPR, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I got and, some more. I mean, I just want to give a shout out to a couple other local affiliates covering the story today. Uh, we've got the Hard Scrabble Herald. The, uh, I think the Slaughter Beach Sentinel was there. Uh, the Port Pen Picayune. Uh, the Harrington Evening Express. And last but not least, Spark Weekly. Yep, Spark Weekly, Spark Weekly was there. I was surprised, but that, you know. You know they're there, so it was it was packed, absolutely, absolutely packed, um, and and there was an incident uh, as we were going. So we we pop our heads in, and and the bailiff and and another uh, you know court employee is kind of chatting with someone, basically saying, well, we're going to have a, a, mo- a motion this morning, and and we're probably going to do that for like the first hour, and and so it's probably not going to start till about ten thirty. So at nine thirty we go in, um, but before we go in, pardon me. We're sitting out on these benches, and we see uh, the the prosecutor, uh, the assistant attorney general, uh, Mr. Denny. He's walking in, and of course he knows Lex, and he yells over hello, and he yells back hello, and he's like, hey man, what's going on? Some kind of motion? And he looks back over his shoulder as he's opening the door, and he's like, yeah, it's like a venue, change venue? And he said it kind of like that, like, just offhanded, like, not that he didn't know, but he that, that like... Yeah, it was just like he didn't have any kind of like, he just sort of flippantly said, change of venue. So we get in there, and uh, yeah, uh, Steve Wood, Esquire, uh, attorney for Kathleen McGinnis, the auditor, uh, makes a a motion um, that the venue on the indictment does not specify county. Now, on most on indictments in Delaware, you'll see, you know, the indicted persons, blah, 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 of Delaware in the county of X. And then you get the indictment in the county of X, Newcastle, Kent, Sussex. All of this said, I believe, was an indictment of Kathleen McGinnis, an elected, a statewide elected official. Is that what the quote was? Statewide official or holder, or holder of statewide office? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it did not uh, differentiate county so the point of the defense was that uh her full-time office is in dover uh and it's the county should you know and it made it made a sort of a long-winded legal argument to say that there's no real precedent for not um for not doing this properly and so what it comes down to is one of three sort of options and there, there was arguments back and forth. Um, basically, the judge. Well, may, may, not- I just, may I just uh, pipe in just to kind of clarify yes, the issue that, that the defense counsel made here? It's funny. I, I know that Lex doesn't write the headlines for Delaware Online, but you know, I think that they said that this was a delay based on a technicality. And it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a legal argument, and it's kind of a good one. Um, and it's kind of cunning that he kept it till the day of the, of you know opening arguments. Well, he made it. He did make it sound like it was mentioned before, or it was brought up that the that you know because even the prosecution sort of had to admit that there's no sort of precedent for this exactly, and so 
Um, yeah, it sounded like they talked about it before. So I, I don't, I mean, definitely he didn't make the motion until day one of the trial. I mean, that's a move. But I don't, I don't necessarily think it was like sprung on them and no one knew about it until this morning. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that feeling. I didn't either. I mean, it is interesting. I think that since the indictment to today, there's been at least three or four like memoranda opinion that Judge Carpenter has written based on like mostly evidence related uh, disputes between the parties. So, but this seems like kind of like since it's a novel issue, why wouldn't this be like briefed and then the judge would decide in a written opinion, you know, what venue means here. But I just, I just intended to interrupt for a sec just to say, so venue here can be decided whether the crime has occurred in a certain county, sort of the cause of the crime or the effect where it's effects of the crime felt statewide. I think you said that, Rob, but before we got to the three options, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, because before, before it became clear sort of what the three options were going to be, the, the uh, Denny's assistant uh, second chair, uh, a woman whose name I, I don't know, um, that's check Lex. All the reporters will have that. Just whoever that is. Uh, she makes she says, well. Does this, you know. Well, let's go back a step because there was a question she was answering and it has to do with one of the options. One of the options was for Judge Carpenter uh, to, to basically grant the motion and say it's the wrong venue, throw out the indictment and say you have to reindict in and in in specify the county and, and make that argument in the indictment. And I think he hesitated to do that because this is an open question under Delaware law. There's, Correct. So you, know, he you did, heard he, both. Yeah, both sides say, you know, Your Honor, we're being honest. Uh, Delaware does not have a, a, a straightforward rule here on this specific situation. Um, and, you know, other states in the area, you know, there may be sort of majority minority rules, how whether it's the effects side or the cause side. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and and so the second part of it is the the and they and this you have to be kind of a little bit savvy to understand what they're saying because they're talking about jeopardy attaching. So the the prosecution could proceed with their case, have their op- seat the jury, have the opening arguments, have the witnesses proceed with their case. When they're done their case, the defense can make the motion again and say, well, they didn't prove venue in the indictment. And they didn't prove venue in their case and have the case dismissed then with uh, with jeopardy attached. And then it's over. She's acquitted. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the state's case, Kathy's side would would file, um, um, you know, a um, motion to dismiss no matter what, based right. on evidentiary reasons, whatever. And he did say that. Then he's like, Look, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to file like I'm going to ask you right. to set aside the verdict. I'm going to do all the things I'm supposed to do yeah. just to let you know. And this is one of them. Right. And this is when the the second chair uh, basically said, "Well, we have these we, these source acts, uh, you know, uh, causes, but we also have effects. Like, what wh- if we demonstrate that there was a victim of these acts in Newcastle County? You know, that's that that will that will satisfy the venue question. And of course, the judge, being uh, a very skilled." Uh, a jurist was like, well, we can't, I'm not going to like tell you what I'm going to do. Like, I have to hear what's happening. Like, I'm just going to not going to like sort of uh, give you an idea or, or tip my hand because it's not the time to do that. And it's not appropriate. Um, so that that's still an open question. So the third option would be 
to dismiss the indictment as written and re-indict, uh, go through a grand jury in in Kent County or Sussex County, it would probably be Kent because I don't think there's any way to get around it if you can do it in Kent because Denny made it pretty clear that he, they're going off of like where her where the auditor's office is. That's basically what their argument is. And so uh, they went into recess and they gave the prosecution, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to sort of decide what they wanted to do. Then they went in the chambers for about 45 minutes uh, and then they decided they were going to adjourn for the day. So that's the open question. That's where it stands. Let's do this first before we start gossiping, because what we've I found out basically two things since we left the court at around noon today. Number one, there will be no in-court session tomorrow. Judge Carpenter has has sent out an order, nothing in court tomorrow. So it's, it, there's nothing going on. Now we can make some speculation about why that could potentially be. Um, but before we do that, I did get a message on the side uh, from a person who would know, who is uh, who, who says that put your money on it, it being moved to Dover in some fashion. Now, I, I suppose they're going to have to call. Is, I, I don't know if there's a seated grand jury in Dover they can take this to and get an indictment tomorrow. I don't know how. I don't know exactly how. I mean, I know they would have to get an indictment through a grand jury in Kent. I just don't know if there's one seated and they can go do it with the with this with the evidence that they have, or uh, whether they just have to, you know do some other legal wranglings um, to sort of save, save this. Um, and so that's where we are, folks. We're in a, we're at a, uh, we're at a little bit of a, of an, a legal impasse. Yeah. Not knowing, I mean, not having studied criminal procedure in like 17 years, I, I'm kind of at a loss as to what the pacing would be like for the prosecution here to, I don't know if they, it would be dismissal of the case, but it's, I mean, cause you don't want to say you're dismissing it again. This is above my head. But then turning around in like next week, having a grand jury review, probably an identical indictment to the one that was most recently amended. And then, yeah, ideally you can carry on right next week. This is where I may sort of break from my my buds a little bit because, you know, people are really concerned. There's always like sort of the angle of like whether Kathy can run, whether Kathy can be primaried. And I, you know, the only pace I care about is, is, is my pace. And I just want, I want the trial to go right. Like I had plans, Um, but I'm kidding a little bit, but I, I kind of, I'm not really even thinking ahead to like electoral stuff yet. I'm, I guess I've been focused on the the criminal case. Yeah. Well, that was one thing we talked about walking out of court was that and and this would make perfect sense. It's it's mentioned in the in the order um, that Judge Carpenter wrote to exclude some of the laptop evidence because of a long, long delay, which everybody's probably familiar with. It's been reported. If you read that order, uh, it does mention that the defendant has an interest in a speedy trial, even more. So then then normally because there is a political aspect and there's an election coming up. And so that, you know, that that interest has to be taken into account as part of the speedy trial. So the, the, the tricky part is that although the defense, you know, made a very shrewd um, legal argument on venue. Any further any further like delay from a political standpoint is really not in Kathy McGinnis's interest. 
uh, from a from a political standpoint. So that I found that that little wrinkle to be very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So where where do you kind of come down? I mean, hearing the arguments today, hearing about venue, or just considering venue as a concept in a case like this for the first time. Um, yeah. I mean, what's do you have a prediction of the of sort of the the three roads here that are at a divergence? Um, here, here's what here. Yes, I would have thought my thought, my initial thought was, and I don't know her that well, but that Kathy Jennings, the AG, w- would sort of like, you know, these defense attorneys are going to make these kind of motions. And if you're confident, you just fucking roll with it, because even if you want to hedge your bets and say, let's get a, let's get a Kent County indictment and try it in Dover. You've already like taken a big beating. You lost like you didn't lose the game, but you're behind now. In in like Yeah, you, you look, lost the week. You lost the week. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it as an adversarial sort of uh you know, uh, I, you know, I don't mean to to be uh glib about it, but if you want to look at it as an adversarial thing between Denny and uh Steve Wood, uh Denny the, the state looks fucking stupid. And so if, if they decide then to get the new indictment, move everything down to Dover, I don't know whether they'll have to. I guess Denny can still take it because he's like a state. He's the state uh, public trust crimes guy. So he can do it anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're kind of you're, you're you're you've you've been pushed onto the back foot, so to speak. And so I sort of thought like, well, you might as well just let it ride. And, and and make some other argument like if you're doing crimes, and this is what we talked about outside the courtroom, like if you're doing crimes on the computer, like are you doing it in a place? Like if you're doing it on the internet and you're sending money through a bank, where's the bank? Where's like PayPal or however you transfer the money? Where's that? Like what, uh, you know, it, it seems it seems a little bit, it's, it seems a little bit uh, convoluted to worry about if you feel like you have the upper hand. If you're on the back foot, that's another story. Like, I think if you felt like you had the upper hand, you'd be like, well, these are internet crimes. We'll, let's, we'll figure it out. I mean, certainly, if the, if the larger question of victim is the state, that the state has been defrauded, and that's the victim, then, then that, that goes to effect. And so you you're fine. Just just go. But but yeah, if you if you back up now and sort of like take the L, um, you know, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the momentum's in your favor. But but again, if if you feel like this is the only way forward, maybe you do do it. I don't know. That's that's the two. That's sort of that that's sort of my take on it. It's a it's it's they the state may have to do it, but it's a it would be a huge sign of weakness in my opinion. Yeah, I think I mean I'm I think I'm leaning with everything you're saying. The I think the state's best argument, and again, this is just me thinking about it for the last, you know, four or five hours, is what similar to what you just said, that so the components that must be satisfied for each of these crimes, you know, you can almost imagine that they're like little segments. So the crime has five elements to it, and all five need to be um, you know, uh, accomplished by the by the um by the person. And if the state, if the state of Delaware being a victim of this crime is one of those crucial components, there's residents up and down the state. So you could argue the effects theory for venue and, and say, hey, it's it's okay to hold it in Newcastle. And you know, frankly, we did it out of convenience. You know, this is just my speculation, but 
You know, I think it's the largest office in the state. They probably got many more employees. Uh, you know, Delaware is such a unique state that I don't think that like Kathy would receive a, like a favorable jury in, in Kent County. You know, that's sometimes how you'll see these criminal cases move sort of out of the, the regional area uh, in much larger uh, states, more populous states. So, I mean, and then to your point, Rob, too, I think that the other argument the state can make is that since a lot of these crimes were perpetrated sort of using online means, you know, PayPal Inc. is registered, its registered agent is on Orange Street in Wilmington. Uh, PayPal is cited in the indictment as one of the ways that, a, you know, a potential crime occurred between a consulting agency and the auditor. So, you know, I think also just because this is a, seems to be a question of, you know, of uh, what's the expression of, of first uh, regard or something. Um, I don't think that the judge wants to necessarily F it up. And I don't think any of the parties want to be, um, but, well, I don't think that the AG's office wants to be a part of this either. Last thing I'll say, I don't know if you caught this, but Kathy's attorney, Steve Wood, kind of stepped in it when he was raising this argument because he said, well, I don't, you know, I think the more appropriate venue would be Kent County, you know, or even Sussex. And, you know, so what's that implying? That's sort of saying, well, so if we move it to Kent, do we now have an argument that there is a cause of the crime inside of Sussex County and we just kind of keep doing this musical chairs? Um, but yeah, I kind of thought that he was pointing out a slight flaw in his argument because he wasn't affirmatively saying it's got to be Dover. It's got to be Kent County because that's where the auditor's office is. Right. I mean, he, he yeah, I mean, I, I think that was more of a hedge. I, I, I would suspect that he's not the type of person that would um, that would diminish his argument by mistake. I, I think he's just trying to say, like, because he, he did make the argument, her office is in this building in Dover. That's it. And but the, the issue is he wants to leave things open to like he doesn't want to say it should be there. And then tomorrow that there's a there's a grand jury seated in Dover and they can get an indictment tomorrow afternoon. Like, I think he's trying to like he, he wants he, he doesn't want it to be that smooth if they do do that, I would say. And so he's just throwing it, you know, just throwing a bunch of stuff out there to kind of kind of play like a you know little razzle dazzle on. Um, and the one thing we did say as we were sitting there um, was that if you do pay five or six hundred dollars an hour for a defense attorney, you definitely get what you pay for. Uh, the the guy is fucking slick. Well, and both of his associates were getting four fifty an hour today. Yeah. So that's so, a, that's a yeah. yeah. So that's that's the day, folks. I mean, we don't we're we're up in the air. Uh, we understand the argument. Um, you know, not not fully, obviously, or or not um, to the extent of like you know if the AG wants to go one way or the other, sort of why they would do that. But I think we understand sort of where it's at. Um. You know, and that's it. There, there will not be court today as you're listening to this. And probably by the end of uh, the first, um, we'll at least know how it's going to proceed, I think. Um, so, again, I don't know whether the rumor that I got about it, it going to Dover as the word on the street is is accurate. Uh, but it definitely could be. Um, so, you know, who, who, who knows? Um, but I wanted to wrap up. Uh, this quick one by by sort of just giving some some highlights for everybody who likes this this kind of stuff. Um, one of the highlights of my day uh, was to see one of our friends and comrades. Um, we love public defenders from the Office of Defense Services, uh, Misty Siemens, 
Uh, she's been on the show. I've spoken to her several times, but I had never met her in person. Um, she was there, and she has, uh, I guess what you would call an entourage uh, or some sort of posse of, of trainees, of, of, of attorney trainees, that all happen to be also women, which makes the posse like pretty dope. It's like eight people kind of coming down the hallway. Um, so it's, it's pretty great. Um, but so that was fun to see the, to see that group. Um, I know Bill, you were, you, you really were interested in, in team Kathy, who was there for, for moral support. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, it was kind of neat seeing some of these characters in real life up close and personal. Uh, but it was, you know, it was a small, but vocal contingent, um, Kathy's husband, um, a sister and her mom. And like I think Rob said earlier in the show, we kind of sat in front of the, the Kermatis contingent. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we had to, we sort of, we worked out so they could be able to see their daughter, uh, who we, we I guess we were blocking their view at first. Um, but yeah, that was at least who I saw. And, and it's like funny, the sort of the prosecution side of the courtroom, I think did have a lot of that, uh, like Misty's, um, summer clerk posse sort of like, uh, a gaggle of of uh, summer clerks, young attorneys who work in the courthouse, because it's you know it's, it's it's excitement. This doesn't happen every day. Yeah, yeah, it was something. There was there was something uh, something to it. And uh, folks, we're going to be excited to bring you back to however it turns out. You know, as as my friend just texted me, if we got to get on the three hundred one bus to Dover, we'll get on the fucking three hundred one bus. That's fine. Boys um, on the bus. That's right. Um, I, I thought this was funny. I think my favorite part of the day, I'm just realizing now, is foreshadowing. It was uh, Judge Carpenter sort of ribbed um, Mark Denny. I guess he has a colleague that he spent time with recently who tested positive for COVID. You know, Mark, I think, said, no, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm healthy. I, I didn't test positive. However, I always feel awful. <laughs> yeah. And I just Carpenter's like, like well, was... how, how are you feeling? He was like, well, it's who's to say? Because I always feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, foreshadowing could be could be I mean folks um, we'll talk more about this we're going to leave some stuff on the table uh, because we did talk a little bit about the broader issues of sort of what's really going on here uh, you know if uh, considering the, the money that flies around with the muckety mucks and the politically connected in this state this seems like a very paltry amount uh, considering the people who hire their Wives and girlfriends and daughters and aunts and friends and church friends and all of that. This seems, again, uh, pretty weak. And so I think it's it's a very interesting prospect. And, um, yeah, we'll continue to follow it here on the Highlands Bunker podcast. Bill, uh, I guess we'll see each other maybe Thursday morning to figure this out. Yeah, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Yep. All right, everybody. Left is best. Inside.